0: Welcome to Wood Talk, for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now, here are three guys who have great personalities. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, it is show number 336 for November 19th-ish, because it's a weekend, and we're doing that weekend show thing that we talk about, you know, because that's what we're doing. Uh, So today, I thought we would talk about something, had an idea. I, I can't remember what I was listening to. It was another podcast, and I don't think... I don't know if it was, it might have been making it. I don't know. It could have been woodworking related or not. Uh, anyway, they were talking about something with their pasts. No, it wasn't. Uh, I don't even know why I'm spending time talking about the inspiration. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, yeah, so I thought about this. What in our pasts as kids were we into? Like hobbies or things we spent time doing that might have given a clue to the fact that we would be interested in craftsmanship, in woodworking, and even in video making. Because obviously what the three of us do involves you know, 50% you know, cutting wood, and then the other 50% is spending time in front of a computer screen. So
1: I wish any, I was at 50%.
0: Okay, <laughs> it, uh, insert your own percentages, <laughs> your, mile, <laughs> your mileage may vary. Um, so I thought it would be an interesting topic to see if there's anything you can remember in your past that gave a clue to the fact that you might end up where you are today.
1: Um, we'll let Matt go first. Anything come to mind? Um, Nothing really jumps out at me as being like, this is like the moment where someone should have picked up a hint that this is going to be what I'd be doing. Right. Um, I mean, as a, as a younger child, I was into like building stuff with uh, Legos and connects, um tree houses and stuff. out spending a lot of time outside. I spent a lot of time just running around the forest that we had on our property as a kid doing that. Um, Naked. Probably must have been (laughs) totally trying to be Mowgli. I saw the jungle book. I'm like, that's me. That's my life. Go find blue. Uh, (laughs) And that's what it is. Like a younger child as into like my teenage years or my like, or like, I don't know, middle school years. I did like model railroading and then I got into computers and um, electronics, photography, video. And then I got into woodworking when I was in college. So that's been my progression through my interests through my life.
0: And uh, no shop class or anything like that?
1: I didn't take shop class because they're not honors classes and that'd be detrimental to my weighted GPA, which would affect my GPA that would have to be trying to get to college. So no shop class for me. Gotcha. Very nice. So Shannon, what
0: about you? I know you're like Mr. Theater, so maybe you were, you're focused elsewhere, but you must've had some clue.
2: Like a lot of people in my generation, we think the powers that be and the divine fate that there was no Internet growing up um, <laughs> because we would have ended up posting stuff that would have really hurt us in the, in later on in life. Yeah. Video making. Oh, my God. Totally. Like I saved up my money when I was little to buy a camcorder like like nine hundred dollars for like a 12 year old kid is a huge deal you know it
0: took me that's kind of a huge least, deal for a lot of people oh yeah I mean, well, yeah, that's true <laughs> not but just kids imagine a 12 year old
2: kid that doesn't have a job yeah you know allowance cutting grasses cutting grasses cutting grass <laughs>
0: just various odd that's jobs actually my side cover. job up in colorado
2: yeah cutting various grasses nice. But, you know, the old RCA, <laughs> oh, you know, that you put the VHS tape in the side. Oh, type yeah. Wow. shoulder mounted deal. Oh, yeah. And I made movies with it. Mm-hmm. Attack of the Killer Cheese puffs is still one of my finest, uh, finest works. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, some stop motion animation, a little bit of bad acting, you mm-hmm. know, 12 year old acting with my friends. Yeah. Today, that would have ended up on YouTube, you know, and I would have probably been abused emotionally and yeah. gone. And you'd hiding. be like
0: the uh, the Star Wars kid. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> All the way Infamous. down to the fact that, like, going into high school, um, you know, I used to be the you do a report. We did an oral report or whatever on something, and I would splice together movies. You know, the whole two VCR technique, where you play it <laughs> on the TV and record it, splice together various <laughs> parts of movies in order to convey, you know, my book report on the Iliad or something like that. Yeah. Um, totally was always in, into videos. Was always into building stuff like usually out of cardboard boxes <laughs> between forts. I built the death star, um, back in the early eighties out of a wardrobe box, mm-hmm. um, for my, for my star Wars action figures. Uh, it was totally, you know, had, had all kinds of little moving parts and things. And I had a trash compactor that actually compacted. So I mean, was always wanted to, always wanting to build things and put stuff together and always a ham like mm-hmm. in front of the camera lens and wanting to, to film stuff and make movies and everything. So yeah, there's really no surprises here that I ended up as I did.
0: You know, I was the, the ham thing reminds me, uh, I would just about guarantee ask anyone who saw me grow up would probably say the same thing about me. I would always ham it up. But interesting thing was I was very introverted. So I would only be that way. Like my real true personality would only come out around family and like friends who I, I know really, really well for everyone else. I was a quiet kid and just really didn't uh, interact very much. Um, but the video thing, totally same thing, Shannon, uh, I had a, you know, I was the guy, like we went on a vacation. I think my parents took us on a, a cruise, a carnival cruise. Cause you know, that's what you do in the eighties. I guess people still do it now, but <laughs> it was like, it seemed like carnival was like a real <laughs> big deal uh, in the eighties. But anyway, I was the kid running around with the camcorder the whole time. And, and I think I came back with like eight or 10 VHS tapes full of footage that when you think about that now, it's like, what was the purpose of all that? Like you don't really, as a kid, you're just like, you want to document every moment. It's like a little editing goes a long way. Uh, So yeah, I did, did all that stuff, all of our Christmases. I wanted to videotape. Uh, And have been able to watch them since? uh, I'd have to find them. I I don't know if my mom still has any of them. I think she has a few, but that would be a hilarious thing to do.
2: It's really painful. I should try to track them down. Yeah liberal um, use of
0: the fast forward button. Right. Um I did some videos for school, school projects. I had a camcorder that actually had an audio overdub option, just a button where you basically went into a playback mode, push this little button That's, and you could
1: oh my God. you
0: could dub the audio. That was That's like that was a new world for me. That was just fantastic. So we did some really funny things with just adding music and and voiceovers and you know making yeah. like karate movies and stuff with mismatched <laughs> mismatched words. Uh it so was that
2: beginning of mystery science theater basically. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Dubbing.
0: yeah, so that was a blast. Um you know Matt you brought up uh Legos or mm-hmm. as they as the uh the people who are really into it say Lego bricks because there is no oh, such yeah. thing as Legos. <clears throat> anyway, I'll just say Legos because that's what normal people say. Uh so yeah, I did did the whole Lego thing but it, and this I don't know maybe this says something about who I would be as a builder later, I was not the one to grab a whole like pile of bricks and just make something. Like even today when I play with Mateo, I I don't really like to just create from nothing. I love following the instructions. I like to build the thing that I bought the kit to build and absolutely love it, and I I try very carefully not to push that on Mateo, so as we're building something together, if he just wants to throw parts in where they're not supposed to go, it's driving me nuts as I'm watching it, but I let him do it, and I don't say anything, because I think that's an important part to, you know, to embrace that creativity. And it's clearly something that was not inside of me. But I think this goes back to where I think we talked about in the past, my tendency, like we're talking about my design style, if there is one. And I said, I don't have one. And you guys said you could probably point it out in a lineup. But, uh, I, I, I had mentioned that I'm really good at taking someone else's like Genesis of an idea and turning it into something else as opposed to being the guy who makes the first thing. And that's kind of what it's like with the Lego stuff. I just, I wanted to build by the plan and then maybe embellish it from there, but I didn't want to deviate from the plan very much. So I don't know what that, uh, maybe that says something about my personality. Uh, Building wise, like actual taking tools to wood, uh, built speaker boxes for my truck um, because I was trying to lose my hearing at an early age. That's very
1: important (laughs) when you're a kid. I think most people are. Yeah,
0: and uh, so speaker boxes were like probably my first project type thing. And then I got into building reptile enclosures just because the the commercial stuff was really expensive. So I figured, hey, I got some basic tools from my stepdad and I, I could put some of this stuff together and get a little chicken wire and some, you know, one I by three. I could a speaker box. Yeah, if I could do a speaker box, I could do an iguana enclosure. So I started doing that and, um, you know, I didn't really do much of anything through late in college and, uh, you know, because you just start working and not worrying about this stuff until you have a house, right? And that's when everything right, starts to right. kind of, you know, a switch gets flipped to some degree. Um, that's really about it. I, I, so I would say there definitely were like little seeds of things that may have said I could have gone in this direction, but I don't know. I think a lot of what the three of us describe sounds like childhood, <laughs> you know, like yes. nothing uh, really unique. I think a lot of kids do this stuff. They just choose to do other things with their life uh, as a career.
2: Right. Well, you know, I think that there is an element of if you wanted certain things, at least when I was growing up in the <clears throat> late seventies, eighties, you you had to make it like i mm-hmm. i've told the story a thousand times my first woodworking project was a proton pack right. cuz you know ghostbusters came out in 83 i guess and that's what i wanted to be for halloween so i had to make a proton pack you know these days you probably could go to target and find some sort of plastic you know extruded blow molded type proton pack especially yeah. since the new movie just came out so um Yeah, there's something to be said about not having all those things at your fingertips. And and as a kid, realizing either because you didn't have any money or because such a thing just didn't exist, you had to go make it yourself.
0: That's one of the things that like as parents, Nicole and I constantly remind ourselves is when we're like buying toys for the kids. To look at that toy and see how well formed it is, is it already like so far along its path of being something that the kid can do nothing else but imagine it as what it is? Whereas there are toys that are a little bit more generic in nature. So think about, you know, a plastic blow mold sword of some sort versus giving the kid a stick, (laughs) you know? So like this, I mean, I give my kids something a little nicer than a stick. It might be, it might be a two by four. Uh, But either way, the kid can use their imagination to make this stick become, you know, twenty different things. Whereas a well-formed plastic blow molded model of a sword uh, is is, can only be what it is. You know, so we always try to keep that in mind, is to make sure give them things that they can kind of use their imagination with. And if it's too well formed, the the funny thing is, those are the toys that they get bored of the quickest and wind up being like the biggest waste of money. But yeah, now we're into a parenting podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there you go. We thought that was kind of interesting. You know, don't have a ton to say about it, but um, you know, I, I, would, this would be an interesting thing if we could ever pull something like this off to get our parents involved in to see. Like, did you, you know? Now that you see what your your child does as an adult, do you do you think you saw signs of that at an early age that uh, you know they were lucky enough to be able to embrace as adults? That'd that would be, be interesting. interesting. Yeah. Oh, all right, so organize that, Matt. Make that. Well, happen. we can
1: do it if we wait long enough. You and I can
0: do it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, there you go. Right. <laughs> That's a good We're idea. We're still doing
2: this show in twenty years. All right. Wood talk episode six thousand eight hundred and twenty-four. <laughs> oh,
0: good grief! Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah, that, that <laughs> That's like ten moves for me. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if I could do that, guys. Come on. A lot of boxes <laughs> just labeled. Jeez, yeah. I should probably save these. And then uh, we'll label, be looking label them it a third time. Uh, oh, good stuff. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the weekend show. And we will catch you next week. Have a good weekend. Yeah, yeah please do.